Welcome to Carnage at Ringside, the wrestling podcast. I'm Dustin, this is Jake. We are coming back at you from our secret remote location in Jake's kitchen. As always. As always. Remote sound and everything. This is the place to be. So today, we are going to start a fan um, a fan email. Yeah, we really. had this requested to us. Uh, it was a fan request to start covering rivalries. Yeah. Because um, we had our series where we were covering the different eras in WWE. Yeah. And we touched on a rivalry before with Sean and Brett. Yeah, we had a lot of specials that I think a lot of the fans really dug. You know, we had you started out with our Mount Rushmore, like you said, went through all the eras. Mm-hmm. And we had this fan email sent to your email account. Yes. The host, the voice of Carnage Ringside, Dustin Haney. That's right. Um, But yeah, and he's like, why don't you guys cover more rivalries? So we're definitely, you know, we... We wanted to give hype to this, and we waited to our mid-season of our second season. Yes. Um, to start covering some rivalries. we got an endless amount of rivalries we can cover. But um, we decided to kind of focus on some Hulk Hogan rivalries for yes. our first rivalry special. Well, Hogan is the face of wrestling in general. Now it's now it's more like John Cena in yeah. this current time. But, mm-hmm. but Hulk Hogan is really that name that's synonymous with wrestling regardless of the era. Yeah. Um, he's been involved in almost every era in general. He is, and his name's so recognized, like you said. Um, I mean, you can ask almost any anybody, anytime, on the street. They know uh, Hulk Hogan. They know Hulk Hogan. Um, if they haven't seen him work, they know the name. Yeah, they know the name. Um, wow. You know, he's a, he's a pop pop culture icon really he is he is um so we was thinking you know what you know let's let's touch on some of hogan's rivalries and one two that come to mind that off the top of both of our heads was uh his rivalry with savage Mm -hmm. and his uh with ultimate warrior yes Um, very legendary feuds yeah um savage one we'll kind of let's let's kind of touch on that one first um with savage you know they was Close friends. Yes, we had, very close friends. We had the Mega Powers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was huge. Um, you know, Hogan was obviously the face of the company. Um, Savage came in and really he took, took the company by storm. He took the company by storm. He he rose to the top really fast. Yeah, he was a Savage to me. When you look at Hogan and Savage, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like look at John Cena and Randy Orton. Yes, you know Hogan. Is John Cena Savage as Orton? Mm-hmm. That's literally where they were, yeah. you know. And and if it wasn't for John Cena, Orton would probably be the top guy. Right. That's the way it was with Savage and Hogan. It really was. And you know, like I said, Hogan was the top guy. Savage came in; he was kind of the workhorse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously his WrestleMania three program with Steamboat. Oh, that's one of the best Mania matches. Classic. Um, so Savage was kind of known for he could work, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we know Hogan, you know, his character Hulkamania was, you know, the hulking up, the leg drop. That, you know, that was Hogan's character. Yeah. Very good on the microphone. Savage could work, but he also had the personality. He did. Savage could, he, he could work, he could wrestle. He had the personality, he could cut a promo. He was just so different. He was a total package. And he was a fan favorite too, so it made sense to merge the two as the mega powers. Yeah. Um, they had a good run as a team, and then of course, what WrestleMania five? Yes, WrestleMania five was WrestleMania four. Savage won the title in the tournament. Mm-hmm. That was after it was vacated mm-hmm. because Andre the Giant sold it, sold it to, to, to Ted DiBiase, dollar man. And then I think it was Jack Tooney who was yeah. the president, the president, or CEO, of, whatever president of the WWF, 
came out and said you can't buy yeah. the championship. Yeah. It's like technically in the WWF rule book. Mm-hmm. So they vacated it and they held the tournament. Yeah, Savage won the tournament. And Savage started out as the face champion. Um, but he, at that time, Hogan was still so strong as oh, the yeah. face of the company. We had only um, we were only like a year or so removed from his epic WrestleMania three match with, with Andre the Giant. Yeah. So Hogan was still you know top of the company. He had the you know a really good title run, four year title run, mm-hmm. um, and it just made sense to keep Hogan as the face still. Yes. So we, we kind of get Savage slowly turning heel within the Mega Powers. Yes. You know. We had to have that slow build because, like we said, Hogan was still the face of the company, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was no. So we're not that. turning Hogan heel. Ho- Hogan you was know. Hogan was still out there selling, you know, tickets and merchandise it, like crazy. Exactly. So it made sense to start turning Savage heel, and we saw that. You know, Savage starts getting jealous of Hogan, mm-hmm. or you know, Hogan's you know checking on Miss Elizabeth after she gets hurt at ringside. And yeah. Then, you know, Savage attacks him in the back. You know, and Hogan's like, I'm just checking on her brother, you know, and Savage is all jealous thinking Hogan's trying to steal his woman. Which was real life animosity, too. It was. It, it blended in. It yeah. blended in from the, the TV they was doing to real life animosity. And that makes good TV. It, it does. It, especially when you can, you can, you know, we saw it like with Edge and Lita and Matt Hardy over the, you know, following years long. You know, that blended into TV and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this did. Um, they was able to take that and make it into the storyline, which got rough at times. But we're going into WrestleMania Five. The Mega Powers explode. That was probably that rivaled the WrestleMania Three match. Now, I'm not saying that it was bigger than the WrestleMania Three match because on Andre and Hogan is a match that's going to be remembered for decades. Mm-hmm. Continued, even you know, it's been remembered for what. Three, oh, four decades yeah, now. We're going on four decades now, and it's going to be content. It's going to be remembered wow. for four more decades. But the 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 hype and the build for WrestleMania five mm-hmm. rivals WrestleMania three yeah. because you literally have two of the biggest oh, names they, they in the company, was. and it, they explode it, it for this does. match, this epic match. It, it did, and like we said, we, we knew Savage could work, and you know, and honestly, you know, Hogan could work too. He could. He was I just mean, stuck in that that WWE his character, really. Yeah, he was stuck in that WWE character mold mm-hmm. that we've seen a lot of other people yeah. get stuck in. Um, I mean, but it was successful, so it why change? Very it? successful, so why change? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Kind of mentality. Exactly. Um, and Savage really helped, probably up to this point. This was probably Hogan's best match. Absolutely. You know, I mean, as far as like uh, telling a story. Absolutely. Of you know of technician and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i give savage a lot of credit for that because you know at the time hogan like i said hogan's face of the company still Mm -hmm. um so we got to switch up with savage's champion and this match was was really magic of course hogan comes out on top yeah hogan gets the belt yeah and we see Mm -hmm. you know it's that old good guy feel good story it is yeah Um, and that's what it was yeah you know we got the the baby face coming back out on top Mm -hmm. dominating the you know the heel um, and after that, the match, um, Savage and Hogan, they patched things up over the years. Um, and then we, we go to WCW yes. to continue this rivalry where we want to cover with Hogan and Savage. Hogan goes first. Yes, Hogan he, does jump first. Hogan jumps first. and um, Savage. Know, Savage wanted to stay in WWE. He was. Uh, he was in WWE, and at this, this time... Mm-hmm. Vince was moving in a new direction. New direction, the new generation, the new generation mm-hmm. era. He was wanting to push younger stars. They had just debuted Monday Night Raw, yes. 
and it was only within like the first year mm-hmm. and um but savage was moved to a color commentator commentator and he didn't like that he, he didn't he wanted to continue working in the ring because he felt like he still had it and he wanted to produce great matches and, and honestly i i agree with savage i think vince messed up there yeah um i think savage he wanted to stay in wwe he wanted to be loyal he he wanted to wrestle in WWE, and I think we could have had some great matches with, with Savage in the new generation. I I could see some great matches him with and him and Sean. Brett, him and Sean. Oh yeah, him and Diesel. Him that would have been Razor. epic. I honestly think Vince kind of missed the ball because Savage does some good years, and he proved it. Yeah, he went to WWE or WCW and had um, some still could work there too. Great years. So. Um, you know, Savage stays in WWE for another year or so after Hogan leaves. Yes. Probably about two years. Yes. Because um, he ended up having one more quick title run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he beat Flair at WrestleMania 7. Which WrestleMania? 8. 8. It's in the Hooser Dome or whatever mm-hmm. it's called in Indiana. Yep. He beat that was Flair. Whenever, that was whenever they had the double main event. Yes, because it was Flair and Savage and then Hogan and Sid. Yes. So Hogan's still there yes. at this point, but Savage has another quick title run. Um Great match with Flair that year. Oh, it was ph- phenomenal. You know, Hogan was obviously on his way out of WWE at this time. But um, like I said, Savage was still there another year or so after Hogan went to WCW. And Hogan kind of brought Savage into WCW. That was like the last year of WWE's like golden, golden era. Golden era, yeah. The next year with Brett and the main event and Yokozuna, mm-hmm. it was like they were switching to that. Yeah. Hogan comes back and wins the title for 30 made, seconds. Made no sense. Made no sense. And Hogan knew he was on his way out soon, I think, of WWE. Because he want, Hogan wanted to focus on his acting career. He did. And then, you know, he got lured to WCW, and eventually he brings Savage with him. Yes, eventually Savage comes over. Mm-hmm. And we get some good stuff in WCW. We do. Um, Savage gets, you know, Hogan, of course, comes in WCW. He's the champion. Um, he drops the title. Savage has a quick run as WCW champion. And then we get the NWO formed. We've yes. talked about that in our other episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because um, the original NWO, it was the Outsiders against Savage, Sting, and Luger. Yes. When Hogan turns mm-hmm. and he drops a leg on Savage. Yes. His best friend. You yeah. Know, that was that. big. That was huge. Because everybody knew the history they had. Yes. There was a lot of history with Hogan and Savage. You know, they, they were friends. They wasn't friends. They patched things up. Now it's like we're getting... We're getting the opposite tables yeah. turned. And Hogan, I've actually watched recently on the network some of Hogan's uh, early stuff as NWO. One of his big first challenges for the world title was against Savage at Halloween Havoc. Yes. Uh, 1996. Yes. Um, and the match was billed as Savage had the title won, and this the referee was Nick Patrick. Oh, yes, Nick Sav- Patrick. Savage hits the elbow on Hogan. The crowd's going wild. One, two, and Nick Patrick grabs his neck. Oh, my neck. Because he took that bump earlier in the match. But he, oh, he can't count three all of a sudden. Oh, my neck. So, they, and they build around that for another month or so. Um, Savage and Hogan, the NWO and um, with Savage. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Savage does join the NWO. But you always had still had that animosity there between Hogan and Savage, even in the NWO. Because Hogan was... Again, Hogan's the face yes. of WCW. Not face as in baby face, but he's the face of the company. Yeah, he's the guy that, that WWE is going to for their main event matches. Yeah, WCW. What did I say? You said WWE. 
My bad. WCW. We're so used to covering WWE stuff. We're so used to covering the best wrestling company in the world. Yeah. Not the second rate Atlanta company. The wrestling company. The wrestling. South. The wrestling company that Ted Turner owned. But yeah, I mean WCW, they was Hogan was WCW. Yeah. And so when even when Savage joined the NWO, you still kind of felt like Savage was always nudging mm-hmm. Hogan, like you know. Yeah. So. Hogan and Savage, um, you know, it, it's hard to cover a lot of the old rivalries because you don't know a whole lot. The internet wasn't around back then. It wasn't. It wasn't. So the only thing you could really go on is what you saw. And, you know, the, the dirt ra- sheet. The dirt sheet, the rumor mill, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew Savage is well known that he was jealous of Hogan. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Hogan, you know, Either he tried to get a Miss Elizabeth or he did end up dipping into Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> My guess is he probably did. He probably did. Um, I mean, he's the Hulkster brother. Knowing Hulk Hogan, he probably did. But, you know, and um, it's just one of those things with Hogan and Savage. It's a classic rivalry. Wasn't Flair and, and Savage also in that same boat of... Um, there was some real life animosity where Flair was was uh, getting a little too close to Miss Elizabeth. He was, and that that happened um, with Flair's run in WWE, and it bled into WCW too. Yeah, it did. Because when Flair or when Savage and Elizabeth went to WCW, Flair had that he came out to the ring with woman and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, that didn't set well, Savage. And no, at this time I think Savage and Elizabeth is divorced. They are. But they still have a working relationship, and yeah. it still didn't set well Savage. No, Savage was uh, very jealous over it. He was. Um, so it was. there was a lot of... Miss Elizabeth was involved in a lot of stuff yeah. when it came to that. She really was. Um, but uh, I wanted to go ahead and, and touch on um, uh, the next rivalry, because I feel like there's just a little bit more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to jump so quick off of the Savage and Hogan, mm-hmm. you know, wagon that we're on. And I mean, there's more to talk about with that. But it, shortly after we get the patch things up with with Savage and Hogan, yeah, the Megan Powers explode. It's it, we've had the match. Yeah, they've patched things up. So now there's a new face of the company possibly coming in. Yeah, there's a new face possibly coming in, mm-hmm. and it's James Helwig, the Ultimate Warrior. Who? Yeah, the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, yeah. Is it the Warrior or the Warrior or James the, Hellwig, the Ultimate Warrior? We'll go with that. Yeah, the Ultimate Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Whatever. Um But we get this we get this this young, you know, up and comer, and he was known as a tag team partner with Steve well, Sting. Steve Borden. Yeah, Sting. Sting. They was uh, they started out as a tag team together. Yeah. And uh, you know, the guy could Really, I mean, he really didn't wow you with his work in the ring. He well, did the job of the character. Well, it uh, with the Sting and Warriors a tag team, there's not a whole lot to go off. There's not a lot of footage. There's not of them together. It's if you see footage of them together, it's rare. I had it's a, all hearsay. I had it. I had a uh, pictures. I had a DVD that had like two matches, mm-hmm. and and it was it it was like uh, it wasn't really good production quality you know it, it might have been you know taken somewhere in an armory or something i mean they really their work as a tag team really was 
lost footage. It was. Um, so we really didn't have didn't have much to go off of. So it was pretty much presented as a new character to this WWE mm. crowd that, you know, and he was a colorful character, so it fit with the times. But Vince was um Vince kind of I, I feel like he felt like he had breached the zenith of with Hulk Hogan. He did. Yeah, you he know, did feel like that. He's had almost what six years by this point of you know great stuff with Hogan. Um, so now he's working on building up the Ultimate Warrior. Um, but honestly, I, from what I've read and from what I can remember, there was some real life tension with uh, that decision because Hogan still felt like you know we know Hogan's ego, but we yeah. still Hogan still felt like he had a lot in the tank. He did, and and like you said, Warrior really took the the audience, the crowd by storm. I mean. He had that like rock and roll music. Yeah. He came out with so much energy, just beaten to the ring. Oh, yeah. And his promos at times were wild, but you didn't know what he was you even going to say. But the fans dug it. Yeah. They're like, man, this guy's crazy. We love it. Yeah. Um, he'd, come, he'd come out there and, you know, all the warrior. And he'd talk about space and everything else. And people's just like, I don't know what the hell he just said, but I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't even um, you couldn't understand what he was saying half the time either. You know, and his his big first run was the Intercontinental Title when he beat Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, I mean Honky Tonk Man had this ridiculous run with the title. I was the the that, longest reigning Intercontinental yeah, Champion. Yeah, for some of all reason time. nobody could beat him, and Warrior comes out <laughs> with SummerSlam that year and just dominates him. And people's like, "This is the guy." Yeah, they knew he was going to be something special. And the Hogan uh, Warrior rivalry really started at the Royal Rumble that year. Yeah, it did. Um. It came down at one point. It wasn't the end of the Rumble match, but Hogan and Warrior threw everybody out, and then it was just them two. Mm -hmm. They wasn't the final two, but it was just them two at that moment. It was that that it's that uh, that typical time stands still, typical WWE style. Yeah, man, and it's like, oh my god, you know, Hogan's a man. Is this guy going to challenge you? Mm -hmm. And then we end up getting WrestleMania six, and there was some. Hogan being Hogan at the Sky Dome. At the Sky Dome, Hogan did feel that he had more to give. But um, it, it, at that time, it really was Warrior's time. Yeah. Uh, WWE, you know, of course, Hogan with his his ego. And n- willingly so, Hogan was still the biggest star on the planet at the time. So he didn't feel like it was fair for him to, uh, you know, be putting over someone else at this point. But really... It's time for a new face. I mean, he's been there on top for six years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he had a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, his stuff with Piper and Mr. T. Yes. WrestleMania 1. And mm-hmm. then um, he has the memorable, uh, ever so classic match with with Hogan, or mm-hmm. with Andre, with excuse Andre, me, yeah. with Andre. And then, you know, we get the, the, the very well, you know, built up Mega Powers Explode mm-hmm. feud, which was phenomenal. And now it's like, okay, what's next? Well, there really isn't a lot. And you know, even if you if you look at WrestleMania six, post WrestleMania six, excuse me, there's really not a lot that Hogan did that was extraordinary. After that, yeah. um, you know, he had the the match with with uh, uh, Sid, no, Sar- no Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter, which we'll we'll cover why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into WrestleMania six. Yeah. So WrestleMania six comes and we have the Intercontinental Champion 
Ultimate Warrior putting this title up against WWF champion Hulk Hogan. He's putting his title He's up. He's putting his title up. First on the line. time, title for title. Yes, very first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was huge. It was very huge. I mean, I remember as a kid, um, we would go to the video store with my dad, would take me to the video store. And one of the videos I always wanted to get was WrestleMania 6, Hogan Warrior. Mm hmm. I, I can't tell you much else that happened on the card, but my God, I can tell you about Hogan Warrior because I saw it 82 times as I was a kid. Yeah, I, I remember going to the uh, VHS store, oh, the video man, store. Yeah. And I rented WrestleMania 6 100 dozen times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I had so many late fees. Well, my mom had so many late fees. Well, here, here's what I loved about the match. Um, it, honestly, it was probably one of the first times WWE, WWE did a babyface versus babyface. I think it was. Because, I mean, there wasn't a lot of other times. There wasn't because you had the power of Hulkamania against, you know, the, the ultimate warrior. And, you know, they locked up and they was like, you know, power, strength. Yeah, because before. It was off the hook. You never saw that. Before it was, uh, the main event was always. Baby you know, face versus the heel. Yeah, that was the WWE. That baby was, face was Hogan all the time. That was Vince's way. That was Vince's way. Um, so I mean, we were, yeah, but, we were entering a new phase. It was, and I think Vince's hand was forced because obviously you're not going to turn Hogan heel. No, but Warrior is taking the audience by storm. My God, you can't turn him heel. No. So Vince is like, "What do you do? You put them together, and mm-hmm. it's the first time it was baby face versus baby face in the main event for the, um." WWE title. Yes. Uh, and the match itself was just phenomenal. It, it really was. I love going back and watching on the network for just $9.99 a month. $9.99 a month. It is It is great that I get all that content. But the match itself, man, it was just... you Each each superstar went through their highs and their lows. They did because, I mean, you had Hogan Hawk up. Mm-hmm. He hits the, you know, the big boot. And I don't. I think at this time Hogan never missed a leg drop. Never, never missed a leg drop. Warrior moves. Yes. And then he hits the splash on Hogan, and that's that's the match. Yeah. And the crowd is so shocked, but they're so happy at the same time because it's like they're not. I mean, that was like the first time that the crowd was really like into both superstars. Well, it was because I think here's what it was, man. Um, you know, of course, I'm like three years old at the time. So I don't remember the match live. Um, but I think a lot of the people in the crowd was like, they didn't expect Hogan to lose because Hogan didn't lose really. But at the same time, they're into the warrior. So I think it was a shock to the crowd that, um, Hogan lost, but they're so happy. Also warrior won. It was almost like a mixed reaction of so many emotions. Yeah. Which made the moment feel special. It did. You know, time really stood still in that moment. But I like how they made the match, too, because Hogan almost kicked out of the Warrior Splash. Almost. Almost. And because when the match ends, Hogan points to the skies like, oh, almost had it. Yeah. You know, and he knew he lost. And, of course, you got the good embrace between the two at the end. And um, Warrior's the man. That was like the the passing of the torch. It was. You know, mm-hmm. you know that was Hogan's way of, you know, going, this is your company mm-hmm. now this is your time and hogan really kind of takes a step back because warriors now on his main event yeah run. yeah um so he's got he's the face of the company yeah and it just didn't work out that way it didn't and uh we'll get ready to take a break and then we'll cover what should have been the rematch and then we'll talk a little bit about uh 
the WCW part of it too. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, I want to touch on um, how Slaughter kind of gets thrown yeah. into that mix too. So yeah. we lead into WrestleMania mm-hmm. Seven. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back from the break. This is Carnage at Ringside, the wrestling podcast. I'm Dustin. This is Jake. And we are still in the remote location of Jake's Kitchen, as yes. always. Soundproof and everything. Yes. So, we're covering, before we went to break, we were covering at first the Savage and Hogan mm-hmm. feud. Yeah. Well, now we're on the Warrior and, and Hogan, Hogan, which is, it, uh, there's a lot. Yeah, there A lot is. to cover. So, we covered WrestleMania six, mm-hmm. and... You know, now we're at that point of Hogan's taking a step back. Hogan's taking a step back. Warrior is now the face of the company. Yeah, I mean, Hogan was starting to do some movies and stuff. He wanted to take a step back. You know, he did Suburban Commando, Mr. Mm-hmm. Nanny. That was all kind of in this time frame. Which I, I have a, that is literally my guilty pleasure. Hogan's cheesy C movies? Yes. <laughs> I love Suburban Commando. Man, I could watch those movies <laughs> any day. Even yeah. Mr. Nanny. I, it's just those movies that just nobody likes, but I, I love them, and I will not admit to them. Besides now, yeah, I mean, I was record now. But I always crack jokes about Hogan's movies, but in secrecy, I actually like them. They, dude, they was off the hook for their time. Yeah, they were like Thunder in Paradise, man. I love Thunder. In well, Paradise. especially The Undertaker was in Suburban, Suburban Commando. Commando. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the bounty hunters. Yeah, <laughs> you're a dead man, Ramsey. Yeah, <laughs> that was good stuff. Um, Who a new years later he'd be called the dead man for thirty some years. I know, but um, it's insane. But yeah, back 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 to the feud. Uh, Hogan was taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, he his Hollywood career was you know kind of taken off. Honestly, I mean you know we talk about how cheesy they are today, but you know they was at huge. the time they were huge because Hogan was he was I mean he was huge. He was he was really hitting that pop that pop culture icon i saw aside from it's it's fair to say aside from the president of the united states he was probably the most popular most figure well in america known, popular figure yeah i mean he, he was you know, everybody knew hulk hogan so um ultimate warrior he's taking the ball and he's running with it and he did good for a long time yes yeah he did good for a while and then it just kind of became that he just didn't have that attraction appeal of Hogan. He didn't. I mean, Hulk Hogan was such a hard act to follow. I mean, I've heard so many, even Bret Hart admitted it, you know, when he became the guy in the 90s. He's like, you know, Hogan was such a hard act to follow. Nobody could do it. Yeah. And was, Warrior was an example of that. Yeah. Um. You know, Warrior started out hot, but then when he got the title, the fans was kind of like, you know what? Maybe he really isn't Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, you know. Because attendance dropped. Attendance dropped. House shows dropped. Yeah, ratings dropped. Merchandise sales were going down. Pay-per-view buys are not what they were when Hogan was on top. So Mm -hmm. it kind of forced the hand of Vince because at first we're supposed to have the rematch. The rematch. At WrestleMania 7 of Warrior and Hogan 2. But... You know, as we go into what was it, nineteen ninety one? We're going to ninety like nineteen ninety, wasn't it? Because wasn't Hogan Warrior eighty nine, or was they ninety? They were ninety. It's so hard to remember the exact years. I think they were ninety. Yeah. Um, and then ninety one was yeah, ninety one was WrestleMania seven. Ninety two was WrestleMania uh eight. WrestleMania nine was ninety three. Re- ninety four was WrestleMania ten. 
Yes. So it was, yeah. it was 19. You're right. mm-hmm. We're going into 91, and the planned main event is the rematch. Yes. But, you know, ratings have dropped well, significantly. And, and within not even a full year's time, I mean, we're going on, um, you know, we're hitting Survivor Series, and, uh, you know, that's when the ratings really started to tank. Because at first, fans were into Warrior. They're like, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And it's a slow decline. Well, it was um, the first time you were seeing empty seats in WWF shows, you know, in a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, there was really a lot of questions as did Vince make the right decision? Yeah. Um, they had the great moment at WrestleMania. So obviously, but now it's kind of like he's calling upon Hulk Hogan to. He's kind of calling an audible. Yeah, he definitely called an audible um, because we eventually get a slaughter. He'll turn. He'll turn. It becomes the Iraqi synthesizer. Mm. Yeah, um, he has the match with Warrior at Royal Rumble. And yes. That's when he turns heel. Yes. They break the scepter or whatever over Warrior's head or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, and him and, the champion. Him and she, Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik and Colonial Mustafa yeah. form that, that tandem mm-hmm. trio that really was an unstoppable force in the company for a while. Yeah. And I like the Slaughter heel run. I, th- I loved it. I thought, I thought it, was it was excellent. Very, it was very fresh. Very fresh, excellent writing, um, and it was man, it, it pissed a lot of people off. Oh, it was it was it was bad. Um, there really was a lot of threats and stuff. I mean, one of the rumors were you know WrestleMania that year was supposed to be held in the Coliseum, Coliseum Memorial Stadium, Los Angeles. A lot of the rumors going around. The reason they didn't was because death threats for slaughter and security and stuff. Realistically, it was low ticket sales. It was because I mean you're just now bringing Hogan back in the mix. Yeah. I mean the low ticket sales, honestly, was from Warriors Championship run. A lot of people just they 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 lost interest. They lost interest. They, they didn't buy into it. They didn't buy into it for as long as it went. You know they did at first, but it's like okay, we're ready for Hogan to come back, and you're asking Hogan to fill up. 90,000 seat arena within a month, yeah, months or whatever, you know, and it just it couldn't happen that fast. So it was, it was moved to the um, Los they, Angeles sports. The company played um, it Memorial. off. The, the company refused to recognize the low ticket yeah. sales mm-hmm. and the, the drop in attendance and the, yeah. the low ratings. Mm-hmm. But WrestleMania 7 was moved into, I believe, the it, sports. Which only from, held yeah. like what eighteen thousand? Yeah, it was like eight, seventeen, eighteen thousand tops. Yeah. Um. So, you know, when you look at the building, you're like, okay, well, they sold out. Well, realistically, it just kind of was chosen to to yeah. meet the need of what they actually sold. Yeah. Um. So we go to WrestleMania seven, and we get you know Hogan comes out on top. The the heel run is over, um, which was a great heel run. I mean, it was yeah. it, it was good. Um, and, and Warrior still had a couple of good years coming. I mean, he, him and Savage had an excellent match at yes. uh, WrestleMania 8, their yes. career versus career match. Po- quite possibly one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. It's, yes. It's a great match. If you haven't watched it or don't remember it all the way, go back and watch it. Those guys put on a, a clinic. They 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 put on an excellent show. They did. It was, it was great. Warrior came out on top, but then you had the feel-good moment with Elizabeth and Randy reuniting. Mm-hmm. Great, great story, great match, everything there. So Warrior was still there, but the fans just wasn't buying him as the champion. They yeah. still wanted, they still wanted Hogan. Yeah, it's hard to replace Hogan, like you yeah. said. Um, yeah. They, they still wanted him. It, it's like you know, you go in the Attitude Era. You know, people love The Rock, no yeah. doubt, but a lot of people want Stone Cold there still. Exactly. I mean, and I said that 
you know, um, going with the Rock Austin situation when Austin got hurt, you know, with his neck for the year, Rock was on top of the world. But I said all along, I'm like, as soon as Austin comes back, that's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. And regardless. He was. Um, so it, it was kind of the same thing in kind of a different situation, but the same thing. They still wanted Hogan. Um, and, that, and that's just what we talked about over and over. We can say it to her blue in her face. Hogan was just so huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, wrestling was Hulk Hogan then. Yes. You know, um, I want to touch a little bit on years later, about 10 years later. Yes. Uh, Warrior makes an attempt to come to WCW. And I say make an attempt because the guy was asking ungodly money. Well, WCW throughout they were they were well, they famous. paid everybody ungodly money they but. were they were famous for throwing out big contracts yeah, backing up the brinks truck um literally the joke and it really wasn't even a joke mm-hmm. but the joke was that turner had a blank checkbook yeah and it bischoff would literally just tell write people number, write whatever, you, whatever wanted. you wanted yeah. and then turner's bank was good to cash it anyway yeah um but that's realistically what happened but um, with Warrior's situation, he was asking for the world. Oh, it was like seven figures. It was ridiculous. I mean, money. it was in the millions just for like like eight appearances. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. And a lot of the rumors were, I want to touch on this, because a lot of the rumors still to this day was the only reason Bischoff paid Warrior that ungodly amount of money was so Hogan could get a win over Warrior. Whether that's true, whether it's not, I don't I know. believe it. I, I believe it. I somewhat believe because as much as I love Hulk Hogan, I'll always love Hulk Hogan. I mean, he's made his mistakes. Yeah, we, we love Hogan. But I love Hogan. And Hogan has got a swelled head, and I believe that he wanted that win over the Ultimate Warrior. He never got it. He never got it. But Warrior comes out and cuts that ungodly, like, 20-minute promo on Hogan in WCW. Oh, that was awful. And Bischoff is literally trying to stay in character. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. But Bischoff is having a heart attack. Like, you're taking up way too much TV time. Way too much. And then Warrior talks about how Hogan's never beat him. And Hogan's like, well, you just told the whole new generation that I can't beat you. <laughs> kind of deal. And yeah. And then the match was god awful. Um, it's not one of the more memorable. And I, I don't I don't fault Hogan. At this time, Warrior's done lost his marbles all the way. Yeah. The guy's going ape shit. Yeah. That crazy. Um, and the match they had at Halloween Havoc 97 was just... I think the feud or ninety eight, excuse me. The feud was the feud was like okay, you know, because correct me if I'm wrong. This was when wasn't this whenever whenever they first brought him in? Wasn't that they did the whole mirror thing? Yeah, and the trap door and everything. Oh, I was crippled British bulldog. What really? Whenever I go back and I watch this stuff, because I've seen this, like I'll go back and randomly just watch the worst mm-hmm. moments in wrestling history on YouTube. Some of them, a lot of them, a lot of them is WCW, and there's a reason why WCW, yeah. the wrestling company no down south, around. is no longer around. Yeah. But there's one scene, and this just sums up their feud in WCW. There's one scene where. Hogan's just like mad, like he's he keeps imagining Warrior. Yes, like, like he's being haunted by the Warrior. Yes, sees him in mirrors. He and sees him in a mirror, and he's like, oh, oh my God, he's right there. And Bischoff's like, 
what? I don't see him. Well, they played that off. But the commentators see him, which makes no sense. Everybody can see him but Eric Bischoff. But they tried to play that off because their match was at Halloween Havoc. So they played the Halloween kind of like Hogan keeps seeing him. Spookiness. Yeah. Um, At at first, when when Warrior came in that initial night, unfortunately he cut like an 18-minute promo, but the fans was into it. Yeah. Because they knew what these guys did just nine years, eight, nine years earlier. Yeah. It was a classic. Yeah. Fans were like, man, we can see this again. Um, but, of course, Hogan's a little older. But I think if you go back and watch the match, Warriors' timing's off. It's not the same magic they had at WrestleMania no. 6. And then they Hogan tries to ignite the fireball in Warriors' face, and he burns his mustache and everything off his face and his eyebrows. Oh, that was, that was awful. And the match is very forgettable. It all it dang near tarnishes what they had earlier. Yeah. In their careers. Um, and it, it just wasn't good. And Warrior didn't last in WCW. He like I said, he was asking like seven figure numbers. And I Bischoff paid him just up until Halloween Havoc, and then he made a few other appearances and he was done. Well, this was after Warrior was now known as He was just the Warrior. Yeah, he was because just the w, Warrior. Because WWE Earn, own the ultimate word. Yeah. At this time, he's no longer James Hellswig. He's changed his legal name to the Warrior. Yeah. Which was for legal purposes. <laughs> for legal purposes. Because WWE could have easily said, mm-hmm. you know, filed another lawsuit, which God knows how many lawsuits were filed between WCW and WWF, but yeah. they could have filed another one and said, hey, listen, you know, the Warrior is similarities, yeah, has similarities to, warrior. you know, contractual language. Mm-hmm. But. You know, so he le- legally changes his name to the Warrior, and he's already known as a problem in the locker room. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, he came back for that that small little window in '96 in the WWF, beats Hunter Hearst Helmsley. You know, who's that guy? Yeah, um, beats Hunter Hearst Helmsley in 12 seconds. Yeah. Um, no, it was WrestleMania 12. WrestleMania, that's what that was. Yeah, WrestleMania 12. I said yeah. 13, didn't I? Yeah. 12. WrestleMania 12. Beats him in like 12 seconds or something like that. Ridiculous. And then has like nothing. Has nothing happen over this time that he's there. So. It, yeah, nothing happened. Nothing there. makes sense. Mm-mm. And then he's known as a problem in the locker room because all this stuff is coming out that, you know, he's hard to work with. People yeah. just don't like him. Um, he's a jerk to everyone. He's, yeah. a, he's an asshole. And then he goes to WCW and just loads up the Brinks truck. Yeah. You know, basically, well, more or less takes from it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. has this ridiculous feud with Hogan. And he's just known as a problem there. He's, he's hard to work with. So, I don't know. I don't know. To, to sum up the, the end of their stuff, man, it was just... It wasn't good, and I'm glad. Um, you know, when Warrior got inducted to the Hall of Fame, um, Hogan was he was kind of he had a lot to do with WWE at the time. Yeah, you know, Vince told him to stay away from Warrior. He didn't want any conflict, um, which Hogan ignored. And he actually went up to Warrior at the Hall of Fame ceremony in the back. And they patched things up. They patched things up, which I'm I'm really glad because yeah, it was just a few days later um, that he he passed Warrior's untimely passing. Um, it was right after he cut that strange promo on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, how the blood of the warrior pumps through you, and then you it know. was sort of like a. It's weird if you go back and you. I think he knew he was sick, or yeah, you know, he wasn't feeling good. But I don't think he realizes it was that bad. 
Yeah, it, it, we we didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, when the news broke that he he passed, mm-hmm. it was it was like very shocking. Very shocking, especially the the timing that it happened. It was just a night after he came out yeah. on Raw and cut this yeah. this you know unusual promo. Yeah. Um, and it was two nights after he was he he accepted his induction. He was officially inducted as a WWE Hall of Famer. It was, and and I'm I'm glad him and Hogan got to patch things up because when I think of Hogan and Warrior, I don't think of 1998 Halloween Havoc. No, I think of WrestleMania six, uh, title for title, as does everyone. Um, you know, um, both guys definitely Hall of Famers. Um, they, of course, Hogan speaks for itself, but Warrior had a good run at the top. He really did. Um, great feud, great rivalry, and I'm glad they was able to be friends. Yeah, yeah, or patch things up. Yeah, um, I think it meant it meant the world for not only them to. Um, but the fans, because yeah. the fans wanted that the final, mm-hmm. the final piece to this this between Hogan and and Warrior, mm-hmm. they wanted to be in on good terms. Yeah, no one wanted to end on bad terms like it did, you mm-hmm. know, decades ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, and, and there was a lot of real life animosity between them. There was. Um, I mean, they they legit had real real heat. Mm-hmm. You know, at, who doesn't have real heat in, in wrestling? But well, when especially it's, when you're fighting for the top spot, yeah. And and you got Hulk Hogan, whose head is swelled more than you know. Yeah, geez, a, a watermelon in 90 degree weather. Oh, it's ridiculous. But we love Hulkster. You know, we lo- we love Hulk. Um, yeah. do you have any more to add to? You know, I don't. Like I said, I mean, I, I was glad they was able to patch things up, and um, both Hall of Famers. Good careers. Warrior went a little bit nuts here and there, but oh, yeah, you know Hogan's ego swell. But great careers, Hall of Famers. Um, WrestleMania six was off the hook. I could watch it any any day, yeah, anytime. And I, that's all I really got for it. Um, and we'll cover some more rivalries. We will. We got. If you guys want to hear any Pacific rivalry? Please hit us up. Pacific. Yeah, Pacifically. Like, Pacifically. Yeah. Ah, that's what I meant to say. The, Dude, you know, I'm on my fifth Steve Weiser. Leave me alone. Hey, man, it happens. <laughs> it happens. You have that 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 Jake English language when you're not on your Steve Weiser. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves They're it. They're writing a book about it now at work. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Like, what, 240 pages Something in already? Like that, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. You can, as, as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor Podcasts. The only, only way, way to, to podcast. podcast. We have more content coming to you. Uh, we are just starting our rivalry mm-hmm. series. Yes. Um, which was the fan request. Uh, thank you, by the way. Um, of course, we still have our our superstar specials. Yes. We plan yeah. on doing. We, yeah, so, we did the one on The Undertaker, and we got a few more yeah, lined up we off have the top a few, of our head. We have yeah. a few more lined up. Um, and, you know, we have our reviews coming we'll up as well. We'll do review for the Hell in a Cell after um, it happens. Yeah, so we'll do like a monthly review mm-hmm. of, of the WWE. The product, really. Yeah, yeah, just to touch up what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that we talked about, we haven't really been able to get to. Of course, we've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff, like our our, yeah. our blast from the past, you know, travel through the eras. But, you know, I want to start doing, um, to pick up where we were going to cover specific events, Yes. Like we'll 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 cover like a SummerSlam. Yeah. Or we'll pick a WrestleMania and we'll cover it. Yeah, I'm definitely in for that. Um, you know, I think 
that's something obviously yeah, yeah, fans I mean, want to see. Yeah, me and you talked about that personally when we got the idea to do the podcast. So I definitely want to cover some Pacific pay-per-views and break down the event and our thoughts and things like that on it. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So if you have any suggestions, again, the email address um, for mine is D. Haney, H-A-N-E-Y, 896 at gmail.com. Send me some more, you know, uh, just ideas, uh, what you want to see, what you want to hear, and then we'll work it in and make it happen. Yeah, definitely send it to Dustin because he is the voice of Carnage at Ringside. I just here for your entertainment. The champ that runs the camp is what I like to be referred to. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but thank you guys for everything you do. We love the podcast. I hope you guys like it. Man, we've been having, I have a lot of it. fun on it. We have I been have a lot of fun. We've been so. having a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. But, uh, thanks again. And as always, you can catch us where we told you. And, uh, we'll catch you later.